Welcome to the God Focused Podcast. And today we are talking through Ephesians 2, the second half. We're going to be starting in chapters 11. Uh, or verse 11, sorry. And the, what we discussed last week, the first part of Ephesians 2 is, you know, basically we're, we're dead in sin. And, um, and basically we, you know, God loves us so much that he's given us grace. He forgives us for those sins. And he's the source of all love. He's the source of, you know, everything that we are. And the way I see it is we're here on this planet to kind of embody that for ourselves, figure out what that is for ourselves. How do we walk that out individually? And Jesus came to earth to give us the perfect example. And we're going to discuss the second half of Ephesians to continue this discussion on grace. So let's start with chapter, uh, chapter, <laughs> verse 11. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenant of the promise without hope and without God in the world. Let's stop there and discuss those two verses. Kevin, you want to start us off with any thoughts? So you remember formerly you were of Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who called themselves the circumcision. Um, so what he's referring to there is, is the idea that it was a Jewish custom uh, to, to be circumcised as a way of, to show your faith. And, uh, you know, Gentiles obviously did not feel the need to, to be doing that to themselves. So, um, so they were uncircumcised. Um, and what Paul's kind of speaking to here is this idea that there's, you know, there's two different types of people, um, you know, two different groups in this church, the, the Gentiles and the Jews. Uh, and he kind of ties it up. You know, he's, he establishes that point and then he ties it up by saying, remember that at the time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenant of the promise without hope and without God in the world. So he reminds the Gentiles, hey, you know, you were separate, you know, you were you in being past tense, right? You were excluded. You were on the outside looking in. And uh, that's, you know that's my read on, on these two verses. I like the idea of um, just playing on the idea of the separation. And that to me, that's what, what stands out for me is, you know, the separation from God, the separation from Christ. And they're referring to a physical separation with the circumcision and you know, but there's a spiritual separation that we are talking about and expanding on as we move on. Anyone else have thoughts on these first two verses? Well, that that's what was going on those days. Uh, the Jews, you know, felt like we're the chosen, you know, we're the ones. And it was hard for them to give it up that God would choose everybody. 
I mean, that's, that's hard for the Jews to understand that. And so just that, that feeling that they felt like, well, we're the chosen ones. I, I don't know why these other people are going to get, you know, saved also. Yeah, just, I can see that it, it's kind of like what we're going through right now in our society, you know, uh, just those almost racial tensions that we're having today is almost what they were having back then also you know they, mm-hmm. there's the gentiles and then there's the jews and we're we're jews so anyways i can see where they just felt like oh well, why are we gonna let these guys in you know how do they get this saving grace too come on does everybody get this so it's hard for them to grasp that but that's eventually what paul and everybody gets through their thick skulls after a while saying it enough times so that's my take yeah, and, um, yeah, this is before they are able to embody the whole concept of oneness and that, you know, you know, it, it's simple when you accept, you know, Jesus and, and, and God, you know, Jesus as your savior and God is in us with the Holy Spirit. And um, it takes some time for people to digest that and really embody that and expand that within their their understanding and then their and then walk it out in their world. So verse that's Mike, I really I really yeah. like how you um that analogy that you used of um the racial racial tensions, the different divides that was going on. Um it, it's 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 a great way to look at that because um there was like a division and they did think that they were better than anyone and um it it was just just really interesting for them to uh consider themselves better and thinking that anything was that they were the ones and no one else could be um even after even after jesus explained that divide (laughs) yeah no it's a it's a perfect analogy absolutely it's my best one of the day, so I'm done. <laughs> All right, then let's move on to verse 13. But n- now in, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. There we go. Who wants to expand on that? It was verses 13 and 14. Well, he's, you know, he's kind of building off of what he said in 12 with this idea that in the past, right, there was, you know, there was a, there was a, a, a club, right? And some people were in it, some people were not in it. And then, um, you know, but 13, he says, but now in Christ, so present tense, Right. You who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Um, and then he, we speak of the blood of Christ. And I think that's important uh, because it was sacrificed. Jews, um, you know, they were they sacrificed animals as a way to honor God. Um, so when he speaks of the blood of Christ, he's speaking to this idea that Christ was the sacrifice, and that uh, through that sacrifice, 
right? We are all redeemed. Um, and that's why in the next verse, you know, for he himself is our peace who made the two groups one and just destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, right? He, he unified, he, you know, he, he's the one through Christ and his sacrifice. We now have a, um, a direct line of God. We all do not just Jews. Um, and he destroyed the barrier and, you know, you could look at the barrier as, the barrier between Jews and Gentiles, or you could look at it as the barrier between God and, and man. Um, but in either case, what, uh, he's, what he's pointing to is a, is a new way of living, a new way of relating to God. Uh, and it's through Christ and through his, his uh, sacrifice. Right. He threw his body out there for everybody. He, he let his body be broken so that they could break that barrier, break that wall that was up between everybody. And he just says, here, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump in here. I'm going to take care of all of this for everybody. And I, I just, what a, what a loving thing to do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Breathe that in. That's uh, it's super powerful. It's the ultimate love for everybody's. Yeah. For, every, for everyone. Yeah, just in those two verses, um, what jumped out, I like to underline in my Bible. So now, like Kevin said, we're in the present tense. Um, You're near, brought near. So now you're not distant from God, you're near. Um, And it's because of the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace. Uh, peace is in us. He is our peace. And from P from a place of peace, we, that's when we can unify and see the, see the love in one another, see the good in one another and destroy that barrier and just look at each other from a new perspective through the eyes of the blood of Jesus, you know, and for him to, to selfishly put himself on the line, you know, like, all right, we need everyone unified. Here's, you know, I'll, this is the ultimate sacrifice. I'm doing this for you. Cause he loved us so, so much. Cause he is love. And um, it's just, it's, you know, you can't even put words to it. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Breathe that in. Mm-hmm. And then exhale that love onto one another today. All right, let's move on to, Verses 15 and 16, by setting aside his flesh, the law and its commands and regulations. Oh, wait a minute. Did I read that right? Is that the end of that other sentence? Yep, because there was a comma at the end of 14. <laughs> Let me go back to 14. He himself is our peace, made the two groups one, destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Verse 15, by setting aside in his flesh, the law and its commands and regulations, period. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace. And in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility, period. Punctuation makes a difference in the Bible. (laughs) 
-hmm. that was a good a good display of um it's really easy to take one little verse from the bible and i mean go deep and wide and with it but then reading around it and the context makes such a big difference all right anyone want to expand on those two verses 15 and 16 well i mean with 15 you know put aside his flesh in his flesh the law and and its commands and regulations it's a set of rules and uh this idea is that is that before christ right that was that was really the only way that we could we could show you know honor and commitment you know to god you know but after christ and his his crucifixion and resurrection now, now there's uh, a change, right? Now there is a situation where, where we can just simply build off of what Christ clarified. That uh, basically, again, just to reaffirm what we spoke about earlier, there's grace, right? We we are sinners. We are less than perfect. There is grace for that. Um, that grace is given to us through Christ and his sacrifice. And so we simply just have to acknowledge and accept that. And as we accept that, then we can step away from the laws and, and regulations. We can step, we can step away from this idea that there's, you know, um, uh, a formula, so to speak. Um, and we can just simply go by this idea of love, live this idea of love. And that's what that, that's what that new humanity is. Um, and, and, and it's out of the two, thus making peace. So, you know, it's not simply loving your neighbor. It's not just loving, you know, your Jewish neighbor. It's loving everybody, you know, every, all, all races, all ethnics, all ages, you know, uh, genders, it doesn't matter. It's, it, it's, a, it's one new humanity in the body uh, to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their, their hostility. Right. That's, I think the idea here is, is that, is that we need to see each other, not as enemies, but as friends, we need to see each other, not for our differences, but for what draws us together. And uh, I think, I, I think anyway, that's what I read this. That's what I get out of it. What, um, which version were these verses from, Kevin? I, I believe it was the NIV, the okay. Bible. I'm going to read from, I'm in the Living Bible, um, the Living Bible. Um, I, I kind of like the way they say the same thing. Okay, verse 15, by his death, he ended the angry resentment between us caused by the Jewish laws which favored the Jews and excluded the Gentiles. For he died, which is not to get political, but that's kind of, it's interesting how history repeats itself. For he died to annul that whole system of Jewish laws. Then he took the two groups that had been opposed to each other and made them parts of himself. Thus, he fused us together to become one new person. And at last, at last, there was peace. That is verse 15. Um, 
yeah, I'm just going to stop right there. Um, the, uh, you know, just in our, you know, it's interesting how, you know, laws can be, depending on who's in charge, you know, they can twist them, you know, to favor whoever and whatever and however, um, you know, and then this country, the United States was founded on godly principles, you know, because God was getting lost and they wanted a country based on God. And now we're, you know, that's been eroding in our country for the last several decades. And um, it's just interesting, you know, history repeats itself. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, all righty. And let's go ahead and jump to um, verses 17 through 19, NIV. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access to the father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. All right, Kevin, you want to lead us off on that one? So he came and preached peace to you who are far away and peace to those who are near. Uh, and again, it's a reference to both the Jews and the Gentiles, right? Those that are far away um, were those that were uh, the Gentiles, right? They, they were, again, by the law, as we just, you just read, right? They were, they were put out, they were distanced, um, by the, the, by the Jewish rules. Uh, so, but Jesus didn't preach just to the Jews, right? Jesus, he, he was preaching to everyone. He, his message was for everyone. So it doesn't matter really where you were. It didn't matter what you were. He just wanted to talk to you, you know? So Jews, Samaritan, Gentile, whatever, whatever the name was, he, he didn't care. He just wanted to talk to you and teach you about what he knew uh and then for for through him we both have access to the father by one spirit so you know my, as mike was saying before the holy spirit it's in us all i mean there's no there's no proclivity it's it's not this is not a situation where some people are are allowed into the club and some aren't we're all allowed into the club we simply just have to acknowledge Christ and his gift uh, and God in his gift of grace. Uh, uh, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens, right? And so, you know, they pass the initiation and they're in the club. That's, that's kind of how I, how I see this one. Yeah. And some of the kind of translations I was looking at, they were talking about, you know, these aliens, <laughs> And I, I thought that was an interesting word. These aliens are even, you know, invited in. And I, I, I just look at that, that particular phraseology and I just go, wow. I mean, just think even aliens, you know, are invited in. And I just think that there's a lot of love to, to do that because you, you don't really know who they are you have to just respect the fact that they were built by one God. So anyways, I just thought that alien word was interesting. It kept hitting me going, aliens, aliens are invited. 
Well, Kev, I like how you, um, you emphasize the point that it doesn't matter, you know, there, you, you know, there's no, you know, it's not like a club you're in or you're not, or, you know, every, this is for everyone. And it's, and it's a matter of making a decision of believing and choosing. And, you know, it was interesting as Jesus was on earth walking around, you know, sharing the good news, you know, he would often talk in parables and purposely from what I understand, which makes sense because some people are going to get it and some people aren't. And, um, that it makes people think <laughs> like, huh? Cause you know, and, and you know, it's, you know, and still today it's like marketing. I mean, he was marketing like in, in, in today's, even in today's world, when you're trying to market something, especially in today's world, you've got to be a little edgy. You, you got to stand out a little bit, uh, you know, just to get people's attention. And um, that's exactly what he was doing. He was a rebel back in the day. And um you know, that alone could turn some people off. Like, what do you mean, you know, you're God in the flesh, walk on, you know, it, it just, but it got people thinking and it got their attention. And um, he was the ultimate marketer. I actually, now that I'm, I'm really kind of thinking about it right now. <laughs> That's he, how he, I'm, was a, he was a storyteller and story, yeah. storytellers usually hold a lot more weight when you listen to a good presenter who tells you a story to get a point across as a point as somebody just stands up there and gives you all the rules and gives you all the facts and all that, you know, you can turn those people off in about five minutes. So. Stories are powerful. Yep. And have always been used. Um, yeah. Like caveman years, like as long as <laughs> humans have been on earth, that's, that's uh that's always been because we can we can we're we're imaginative creatures you know we were you know given the gift of imagination and we can put the pictures in our head and put ourselves in different positions and you know and it's up to us just to decide you know what do we dwell on where do we put our focus what do we ponder what do we think about and then making decisions from that and learning from one another you know, what other people have learned and embody, you know, choose to embody it ourselves or not. Um, you know, it's the adventure of being human. All right. I'm probably digressing here. <laughs> Anyone else, Yolanda, you got any thoughts on uh, 17 and 19 before we move on? Um, I like uh, when Mike was saying about aliens, um, we, we all were aliens <laughs> um, before Christ, before we accepted Christ, because we were, we were in sin. And um, it, took, it took us accepting him in order to have the sin uh, be wiped away from us. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Let's move on to the last three verses of... Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20 through 22, NIV version, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. 
And in him, you too are being pulled together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Powerful. Cornerstone. Foundation. Going together. uh, Being built together. Dwelling. (laughs) Cornerstone. Um, Yeah, just the choice of words. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the cornerstone, if you talk to any you know, contractors is so important. In fact, our Capitol building has a very, um, very important cornerstone on it. And there's a lot of pressure on those cornerstones, but when it's built from the right materials, it can withhold anything. And that's what Jesus is. He is the cornerstone. So he's holding us all up. The having, having the proper foundation, um, for anything is critical. You, know, you can get by with, you know, kind of a, you know, you know, kind of not as solid a foundation for a while, but it's not going to stand, you know, stand long. And I like how you said the pressure is mainly in those corners and that's built with very specific um, intentionality. You know, there's stronger materials and um, you know, just like, in our life, you know, we intentionally put the right things in the certain places, different habits, the people, relationships, attitudes, perspectives, and you put the right mix of, of structures in place. And that allows us to stand stronger, grow taller. Was that in here? That was, um, wasn't that in this verse? Grow taller. Yeah, join together and rises um built to built together dwelling you know it, it you know allows god to be able to you know to embody i mean we we are temples of of god i mean we our physical bodies you know we can take this in so many different directions yolanda what are you thinking christ is our cornerstone um and without him wow uh, we, we cannot grow, build on a firm foundation, which is really important. All right. So in my living Bible, um, on verse 21, it says, we who believe are carefully joined together with Christ as parts of a beautiful, cons- constantly growing temple for God. That's where I got the growing word, I think. <laughs> constantly growing temple for god all righty kevin you got anything to add uh no i'm good well that concludes ephesians chapter two what a foundation you stand on now cornerstone of christ jesus constantly growing temple for god great way to sum it up oh and um and then it says yeah. Okay. So in the, the living Bible, verse 22 says, and you are also joined with him and with each other by the spirit and are parts of this dwelling place of God. I just love how just the nuances of the wording from version to version joined with him and joined with each other by the spirit and are part of this dwelling place of God. All right, take a deep breath and um, exhale.
that uh, exhale that love and that knowledge and that passion on anyone you come in contact with today. Um, embody that yourself. Great things to ponder and think about knowing that we're all connected. We're all one through Jesus. And it's just, it's just a powerful way to live constantly growing on that foundation of Jesus. So staying God focused, keeping it simple, just stay God focused. <laughs> Amen. And, and uh, yeah, stay in God's word. And um, next week we'll continue our discussion with Ephesians three and this actually Ephesians the um, the first three chapters here it's all about um, our calling um, our spiritual wealth the Christian's wealth and um, so chapter one was the richness in Christ we just finished chapter two which is the oneness in Christ next week chapter three is the privilege in Christ. So there's more to the story. Have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic week and um, keep being awesome. You guys are fantastic. I love how we can explore this together. And um, I love each one of you. Have a fantastic day. So if something's being said during this podcast, that's really pulling at your heart right now and tugging at you right now. Just say this little prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. You died for me. And thank you for coming into my life. You are my Lord and Savior. And by saying that prayer, you're bringing him that much closer to you. And just saying thank you for being there always with me, Lord. So I hope we've helped in some way. Jesus is always there for you. Just use that power. Thank you for listening to the God Focus Podcast. And if we've said something today that has helped, we do have two action steps you can do with our program. Number one is we have a prayer team. If you'd like us to pray for you, just email us at godfocusedpodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com and we could put the prayer team on your situation. Secondly, if you have the financial means to help us, we are right now trying to improve the quality of the podcast with technology and editing. If there's any situations you can help with us, we have a custom program right now we're building for a custom membership, and then we'll have membership packages down the road. Please email us at godfocusedpodcast at gmail.com, and we can send you that information. Thank you for all your help and love through Jesus Christ, and God bless you. Have a great week.